may have guessed from that opening song, yes, we are playing in September, once again, after a nearly two-year absence, 2019 was the last one we played, uh, exciting, exciting times. Laura, what do you think? Such exciting times. Um, yeah, I actually, I'm so excited for next week, like more, even more excited than I was about today. I think because I was following the other games so closely, so I knew that before the game started, it was highly likely, unless something drastic happened, that we would be in the finals. So, yeah, super exciting day for the Bombers faithful. We So after the Fremantle result, I uh, messaged a friend of mine who's a maths teacher, and he assured me that the only way we could miss the finals is if he if if we kicked zero points, and uh, and Collingwood kicked two hundred and sixty one. Exactly, exactly. And I saw those equations, and there was some Rain Man stuff going on there. Mm. So once Wait. we got the first four goals, it was very unlikely that we were going to miss the eight. Exactly, exactly right. So well, after we got the first point, really, because we were not going to kick zero. Mm. So that's a shout out to Jeremy, uh, giving us that information and making us feel very comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Jeremy. Definitely made us feel better. Mm. But I was, um, I was following, obviously, as I'm sure every Essendon supporter was following the the Fremantle result and and obviously their um, game. Was it Saturday that West Coast played? Yes. Um, yeah. Saturday afternoon or late Saturday. Um, they played. So once those two results fell our, way, fell our way, it was really nice to be able to watch a game of football and essentially have a, a practice game um, and getting things ready for the following week. Um, I expected that they would probably, given that they brought in um, Phillips into the emergencies and a couple of others, I thought they would have probably rested Heppel and Draper. That was my impression that once our attendance in finals was assured that those two would have got some time off, but they didn't, which was good. Mm. Uh, they decided to go in with an unchanged lineup and, and we uh, got the win eventually. Yeah, and I think it's good to keep them match fit and keep them playing. I mean, like Heppel's missed a, a few weeks recently with a couple of surgeries, so it was probably a smart choice to just keep them match fit. Mm. And um, it it was almost, I mean, we'll get into this after the break, but it was almost the perfect training run. It was a 
really Collingwood's intensity was quite low mm. um, and and we got to fine tune what we wanted to do and and really over the last couple of weeks we've I feel like we've hit some really consistent form since the well Sid really it was a Sydney game where mm. we we played good football but we just didn't execute well enough and I feel like the one thing that was missing was our forward entries and that's really cleaned up in the last couple of weeks um, yeah and I agree we're getting reward for effort now. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. I feel like, yeah, our forward line's really stepped up, probably with the help of Jake Stringer um, and Devin Smith. They've really, um, I think, kick-started the forward line, um, really finding their feet. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's made a huge difference with um, in games having some intensity in that forward 50. Mm. It's um, it's a real interesting to wa- one to watch footy in lockdown because you kind of – you're still watching it on the TV and, and today was such a shame because it was such a nice day. It would have been a great day to be mm-hmm. at the footy and, and finish the year, you know, with a, a sunny mid-teens day and, and really watch the Bombers beat the old enemy pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you do to replicate the, the atmosphere of being at the footy? Um, I sit under a blanket. Oh, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I do that at the footy too because I'm always cold. Um, no, not really, not really. I don't think I really rate the pretend crowd. Um, mm. It just seems weird. Yeah, I um, I like to go before the game. I like to get a bottle of water um, and put some um, yellow food dye in it and then I like to spray it all over the floor around the toilet so that it really replicates. When I go to the toilet at half time, it really replicates walking to the urinal. That's um, so gross. Yeah, and, and getting wet footprints everywhere. Um, that's that's one of my favourite things. Um, and also when, um, when someone finishes a beer, I like them to throw a plastic cup on the ground with the dregs of the beer. Yes, yes. All of those things I actually do not miss about going to the footy. Mm, yeah, so that, that's what I do, just to bring a little bit of the atmosphere back. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I don't like to do any of those things. I kind of just, yeah, sit there in the comfort of my couch with a blanket, feeling nice and toasty warm. So you don't you don't then wait to go to the toilet till you're really busting and then put a timer on to replicate waiting in line? I do wait till I'm really busting, but, you know, the, the bonus is I actually don't have to wait in line. Mm, that is one of the bonuses of, of watching on TV. The coverage was pretty good today, I have to admit. The, it was good, yeah. I, um, who was that commentator? It wasn't JB. I really liked him. The What was his name? Like Josh Josh Bennett or something? Like, yeah. Or, he, or John Bennett or who is? I don't know who that guy is. Let's have a, let's have a Google uh, and see. Channel... Seven football commentators. Let's see. Let's see who he was. Uh, where do Abby Holmes? Jason Bennett. Oh. You know, he's a little. He's no Brian Taylor, but he was actually a quite a quality commentator today. I really enjoyed his commentary. He was. He, he was up with what was going on with the game. He was on point. He knew everyone's name. Yeah, I quite liked him. He's he's not my favorite, but I think he might make it to second favorite. Who if, uh, like what what's his what are his credentials? Like what did he is he a footy player? Let's have a look. I've never heard of him before. Uh Jason Bennett. 
AFL. Let's have a look. Let's see what comes up. Internationally acclaimed journalist who has made a welcome return to Australia to work with Channel 7. He's been living and working in the US with ESPN. Ah. Uh, yeah. There so he's not a footy player? No. No, no, he's a journalist. Oh, interesting. Well, which is why it's probably quite good. He would have done his research. Mm, so, and he's worked at ESPN. So, and they're, I think, some of the best in the business in terms of commentary and, and stats coverage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, so, so, it makes sense. Makes sense why you liked him. Mm, it's, um, it's an interesting feeling getting ready for September because we obviously know how our previous Septembers, really for most of our adult lives, um, the last time we won a final was 2004, so I just finished high school. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, I'm not confident going into next week because we've just been conditioned to not expect a win. Mm. But um, but it is, it's always fun to be there for the first week and we're playing on the Sunday, so we actually get to enjoy it for the maximum amount of time. That's true. The whole before, week. Yes. Before That's we true. potentially get knocked out. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like this is the most confident I am going into a final series. Like I'm actually really excited about next week. Um, I I think this is the in since two well even since before two thousand and four really since two thousand two thousand and one this is the best that I think Essendon the best form that Essendon's been in going into the finals. I was saying this last last week with Matthew on the show that um, in previous years we've kind of limped over the line, particularly in recent history since sort of twenty fourteen twenty fifteen we've sort of just made it like we've had players that have been knocked about and injured but we seem to have gotten all our players back bar mm-hmm. one or two in the last couple of weeks and everyone's hitting form. Yeah, absolutely. And also I think we've got a lot more depth than we've had um, in other years. So even though we do have a few injuries, we really have a lot of depth and they're just a really quality team. Mm. Mm. So why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, we can dissect the game that was Essendon versus Sounds good. Is there a better way to end the home and the way season than by beating Collingwood at the MCG? I don't think there is, if I'm honest. I really don't think there is. Especially on a nice, sunny Sunday afternoon. And really, from the outset, it was... Maybe it was because we already knew that we'd made finals. But I felt very comfortable from the first bounce all the way through. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think at any point did they look like they weren't in control of the game. Mm. I mean, in the third quarter, their intensity definitely dropped off a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, But I don't think that... Yeah, they just always looked comfortable and always looked in control. Yeah. We won every stat apart from hitouts, which we lost by three. Which is not terrible when you've got Brody Grundy playing on Sam Draper. I'd call that even. Yeah. So we lost the hitouts by three. We lost the clearances by four, total clearances by four. And we lost contested possessions by four. Every other stat we won, apart from behinds and 
free kicks. No one wants to win behinds. And, um, and we no never one win. wants to win clangers no. so, or turnovers, and we were lower on the turnovers. So that's a win if you're lower. Yes, yes. Um, so, look, it was a really comprehensive performance. One where we kind of got through it in – oh, we did win free kicks, 20 to 14. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, one where – we got out to a four or five goal lead and then just kind of cruised from there, to be honest. Absolutely. They and got pick... over got over the 100 points for you because I know that's your big benchmark. Oh, it just annoys me. Like when we finished the, we finished at 68 points by half time and that would have just really annoyed me to not have kicked five goals in the second half, right? When you've kicked 11 in the first half, yeah. to not kick five in the second would have just made me crazy. And when you're at 83 points at three-quarter time, come on, like, just just finish a few more goals. Um, but really, like, they, they did pick us back. They were even with us late in the first quarter. But even then, it felt like we were in control. They There was that double 50-metre penalty from Waterman that oh, yeah. really was a bit silly. But even then, there was not much heat in the game at all. No. And it was almost the perfect – that second quarter was just incredible. Yeah, And was. just the perfect – warm-up run for what may come next week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they just looked, yeah, solid, in control, composed. The team was playing well. They just, yeah. I, I think they were really just getting ready. Mm. So I'm going to start with a like. Tell me. I really liked Devin Smith's game. That was going to be one of my likes too, actually. I would go as far to say that that was potentially Devin Smith's best game for the Essendon Football Club. Yeah, I, I really like what he's doing. Um, he's really become a team player, especially in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. much less selfish. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm really liking it as well. Mm. Um, so what did he have? He had... Two goals, two behinds, 23 disposals, 14 kicks, nine handballs. Um, and, you know, countless tackles, etc., etc. But it wasn't... He may have had bigger games in terms of goals and possessions, but his work around the ground, his effort, his teamwork... There were so many times today when normally Devin Smith of five weeks ago would have had a shot, whereas... And he did, we saw it last week. He was actually stopping, looking for a better option um, and hitting them on the lead or, you know, um, giving it off, handball over the top. So I'm I'm really pleased with the change that he's made to his game. Mm-hmm. And we're getting that player back that potentially won the best. Inv- I mean, he's a different player now. He's not that tackling machine that he was then. Uh, he's doing more for us with the ball, but I'm really pleased with his performance. So that is a big like for me, Devin Smith. Yep, I agree 100%. Oh, sorry. Was sorry. I do agree. Yes, that. Um, yeah, I'm really liking Devin Smith. I don't have anything more to say other than I completely agree with you on that one. All right, I'll go with another like then. Oh, sorry. You don't have a well, like. I, I have a like. I I thought we were still talking about Devin Smith. That's all. Sorry. Um, uh, my. Oh no, I'm going to go with a like. Um, my like is that your two whipping boys, Tom Cutler and Peter Wright, two meter Peter. Um. They are doing some really amazing things at the moment, I think. Another four goals from Peter Wright. 
um, Tom Cutler just, I think, finding his feet a little bit, finding his way in the team. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how they're going. Let me stop you right there. Oh, sorry. Tom Cutler. Yes. Agree. His kicking could potentially... We haven't seen a kick like this in our team with the penetration and the weighting of his kick maybe since probably Goddard. So now that he has found his confidence again, I'm I'm really liking what he's doing. He's taking players on. He's not shirking the contest. He's, he's comfortable in his role. So I'm really happy with Tom Cutler. Two meter Peter. Excuse me. When you are 203 centimeters and you have kicked four goals to half time, how can you not finish with six goals? Come on. I was disappointed. I, I was hoping for like eight goals, but I mean, most people are going to be happy with a four goal performance. I'm not. No one, what, nobody get four goals in the first half. Well, but you know, he did a little bit more like rucking in the second half. He, um, you know, just cut the guy some slack, will you? No, I'm not saying he had a bad game. I'm saying I'm disappointed he only kicked four goals when he had four goals to half time. Nothing is ever enough for you. No, you're, never. You're, you're going to be that parent when your little girl comes along and she's going to come home and she's going to be like, hey, Dad, I got an A on this test. And you'll be like, yeah, well, why didn't you get an A plus? That's exactly what I'm going to be like. Like, you know. That's how you make champions. I, I just got no more. Like, I've got nothing else to say about that. Yeah, you seriously, shouldn't. you shouldn't. Um, on another note, a great four-goal performance from my avatar, Alec Waterman, and oh, uh, except if, for those two fifty-meter penalties, doesn't like, matter. Some sometimes it happens. Sometimes well, you just you, you just got to give it away. Sometimes to right. bring your AFL fantasy down. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But if anyone, any of our listeners are wondering, any of the seven of you, what I look like, just imagine Alec Waterman with a more Italian nose. Thick with Thick. two C's. Thick with two C's, capital C's. Yes. Um, but really, yeah, great performance. Uh, four goals, really happy. Um, exactly what you want from your medium forward. Um, some good contested marking, great tackling pressure. Great game. He did really have happy. a really good game. He had a really, really good game. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, I had another like, actually. Tell me. Sam Draper. Sammy Drapes, yeah. Sammy Drapes. I think, you know, Brody Grundy has always been spoken about as being one of the best ruckmen in the competition. And um, I really think that Sam Draper in his, um, you know, first real season of rucking has, has like, really held his own against um, Brody Grundy. Mm, I, I thought he had a very... I, I don't feel like... Grundy often kills us around the ground. I didn't feel like I noticed Grundy at all. I and didn't even until that one point when I commented about him having had a haircut. That was like the first and only time I saw him. Yeah, and I was really happy with his performance of his ruck work. I'm just trying to find his hit outs, but um, I can't seem to bring that up. Where is he? Sammy Draper. Yes, I'll click on you. Uh, manage stats. Where are we? Disposals. No stoppages. Hit outs. That's the one I want. Confirm. So, Sammy Drapes had 20 hit outs. And we had 24 as a team. Oh, wow. So, let's have a look at 
Magpies. So Darcy Cameron had four. Brody Grundy had 23. Okay. I, I, it didn't feel that way to me. Maybe because we had um, stoppage dominance mm. and um, we were just on top every other part of the ground that the clearances and the, the tap outs weren't as crucial. But yeah, uh, I was pleased with, with his game. Yeah, I thought he had a really great game as well. Mm. Definitely. Um, I think Dylan Shield is building really nicely to, to build on what we were talking about last week. Um, he's not playing that main midfielder role anymore. He's being the link man. Yeah. He's handballing a lot more. Um, his time will come. He's working back into some form after quite a while out with his knee. But I think he's be- he's doing his job. He's being really serviceable. Um, he will have his games where he gets on the end of those chains of handballs rather than being in the middle mm. of them. Yeah. But I'm I'm liking his his approach, and I like that he's building. He's only he only had 21 today, but that's fine. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know that the number of possessions is really that important. You know, I think it's what you do with them. And I thought that he was really solid today. Mm. No, I agree. Um, so the biggest meters gain that we had today was Redmond. So Redmond and Hind were the top two, followed then by Stringer, Cutler, and then the rest start to drop off from there, um, sort of. They're all above 400. And then we've got Devin Smith at 387 and Guelphie at 360. Mm. I thought another really good game from Guelphie today on top of last week's game. He he really should have kicked a bag, but he just missed his shots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should have. There were a few hit the post and He just had like three or four and... opportunities and he yeah. just missed his shots. But I think I... he did a great he did a great job though. I think he played a great game, but he, yeah, he should have had three or four goals. Mm. I um, I can't see Tipper forcing his way back into the team. I, if Guelphie's playing his role, which it seems like to me, um, I can't see him replacing him. Guelphie's playing too well. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I mean, we don't really know what's going on with Tipper, but he hasn't looked fit and he hasn't looked on for probably the best part of, you know, the last, what, six weeks or so? Probably six weeks. So yeah. I don't know that you would, um, like, Guelphie brings so much pressure. So I, I don't know that you'd bring um, Tipper in with whatever's going on with him and take Guelphie out who's really proven himself, especially over the last few weeks. Mm. Mm. Um, so I want to talk about Aaron Francis up forward. Yes. And I know his natural game is not as a forward. And there are some things that I really like about his game. I like his mobility. I like his kicking into forward 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's not doing that great at timing his run at his marks. He's yeah. running under the ball a little bit. Um, and I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that he had a bad game. But there's two things to consider here. And that is that Kale Hooker is retiring at the end of this season. Can we can we just stop for one second before oh no we'll talk about Kale Hooker later maybe. Mm, well it might might lead into this. Um and I don't think that in normal circumstances that Aaron Francis would get dropped from his I think he's playing he's doing his role. He's playing his role and he's doing well enough. Well, he's not really kicking goals, though, when he's playing in the forward line or really sticking marks solidly as well and as he does in the back back line. 
Mm. And I and again, I don't think he deserves to be dropped. He's he's had nine possessions today, and he's playing a role that's unfamiliar to him. But I think I wouldn't mind seeing Hooker come in for a game. I would love to see Hooker come in. I I think we're going to get a, a similar output from Hooker up forward. I think long term Francis is the better option. And I think if we get all of preseason into Francis as a forward, if that's the direction that we want the team to go, then I think he will continue to improve and make that role his own. And he will be a very serviceable forward for us. I think Mm -hmm. he's probably better down back, but regardless, I think he has all the attributes to be a really good forward. But considering Hooker's retiring and Mm. he's never won a final. And I, I think we'll get with a Hooker that's had three weeks off. I think we'll get, 10 possessions and probably two or three goals out of hooker. I agree. I think like if you're going to compare your confidence in like Francis in the forward line and hooker in the forward line to really present and take a solid mark, I probably would, from what I've seen in the last few weeks, I would back hooker in over Francis currently. Um, The kicking for goal, potentially you would back in, Francis, I don't know, but I, I feel like we haven't really seen him present solidly enough and stick marks to then see his follow through on a set shot. Um, mm. So from the presence in the forward line and I think what it would mean to the club and to the players to have Hooker back in the side for a final, um, I, I yeah, I agree with you. I think he should come back in. I think the thing with Francis is – he gets up and down the ground much better. And when the ball hits the deck, he's way better than Hooker. And if that's the most important part of the role, then you can't bring Hooker back in. Right. But the the sentimental lover of Kale Hooker, just I just want him to play one last game. And I just want yeah. him to have the opportunity to win a final, to be honest. And for me, that means one of Francis or Waterman has to go out. I'm, I'm happy game. for either of those to go out. I... Um, yeah. Or or a small. What Guelphy? Uh Guelphy. Durham. Durham. Devon. Like you know, or a small. But well, you're not going to drop Devon Smith based on no. recent form. Well, you're not um, going to drop any of them. No, Mini Me, Sam Durham. Not going to drop him. He had us like an amazing game today as well. He. I don't think he's had a bad game. No, not since he's come in the side. So look. The, and this, as an Essendon supporter, I really don't care who gets dropped. I, if it was up to me, someone would go out and they'd be told, look, Hooker's getting a farewell game and you're back next week. Um, and Hooker plays. Yep, I agree. I um, at, But as I often get told by Matthew on the group chat, football's not about loyalty and doing the fairy tale thing. Um, but I would just like... The reality is, right, the Bombers are not going deep into September. Like we're, we're realistic to know that unless some miracle happens and there's a Stephen Bradbury moment, the Bombers are not going deep into September. So why not just give Hooker a game and a chance to win a final? Mm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah. I Look, and I don't think we... All I'm saying is I don't think we'd get less output for one week from Hooker than we've had from Francis the last couple of weeks. I think Hooker would, would play this role. Yeah, um, I agree. I and agree. I don't think it 
And I don't think it's something that you want him, you know, bring Francis in the week after, absolutely, if we win. And I think that's fair enough. But, you know, I would I would be happy to have Hooker in for Francis um, because I think we'll get nine disposals and, and a couple of shots on goal from him. If that's... Yeah. And, and yeah, like I say, the mobility of Francis is really important. But the other thing to consider with the Bulldogs, and, and this we can get into once we do the the preview, is they lack height in the defence. And Hooker's nearly 200 centimetres. And Francis is 193, mm. I think. So, um, just something to consider. I'd, you know, if it was me, I'd, I'd, I'd love Hooker to get one more game. So would I. So would I. Mm. Have you got any dislikes? Well, my big dislike is the retirement of Kale Hooker. Um, this last week of the season every year just breaks my heart when all your favourites start retiring. And obviously you know that people can't play forever, but sometimes people just deserve that fairy tale. And I feel like Kale Hooker is one of those people that really should have had that fairy tale in his career. He more than most deserves a farewell game. Yeah. Um, he has put the club first over and over and over again. Several times he's refused to trade. Several times he's signed with Essendon for less money. He was the second player to sign, but the first really big fish to sign mm. after they were all given the option to leave their contracts. The, um, if you haven't seen it, um, Herbatron, whoever this guy is, he makes these amazing highlights videos. Um, get on to YouTube, type in Herbatron and watch the Kale Hooker um, tribute video. It, I have watched it several times and cried every time. Same, um, same. And I, do you know what I feel about Kale Hooker is that he has been massively underrated. Like he's never probably going to be the best player on the ground. But even I, as a lifetime bomber supporter, didn't realize how many accolades he actually had. Mm. Um, but he's just the ultimate clubman. And probably, you know, I think even when Fox footy was so disrespectful on that his 200th game, right? And all they, you know, in terms of that, I think outside of the football club, people don't really appreciate what he's done, but he is the ultimate clubman. And I think he is, any team would be lucky to have him on it. Like someone of that caliber, someone with that loyalty, someone that just loves the club and its people. Um, yeah. I'm so devastated that he's retiring. Mm. So 219 games, 122 goals, uh, pick 54 in the 07 national draft. Um, he has... He's an All-Australian. All-Australian, Crichton medalist, 2015, runner-up 2014, um, and the Bill Hutchinson Community Award, which I think is community service in 2014. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to put 219 games in context, the average career is something like 22 games. Yeah. So he's exceeded that by 10 times. And of course, we as football fans only remember the players that go on and on and on. And we feel that that's the norm, but it's not. Um, this is an exceptional career. The only thing missing is um, a premiership, which yeah. I think, um, you know, bar for the reasons of the saga, uh, I think he would have had one. And he, he had the opportunity to go to different clubs. Where well, if he, he had have um, accepted that trade to West Coast, he would be a premiership player. Yep, yep, 
Absolutely. So, and the thing is, just always does the team thing. If the team wants him to go forward, he goes forward. If they want him to play back, he plays back. Um, yeah, just a just a legend of the football club and someone who I, I would probably say that he if he was offered a farewell match, he would probably if he didn't think he was going to fulfill his role to the quality of someone else, I reckon he'd probably um, refuse it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, He's just that type of guy, isn't he? Mm, mm. So, um, very sad day. But you know what? I'm I'm grateful to have been able to watch his entire career. Yeah, I agree. Um, let me just bring up the 2007 national draft because I'll I'll leave you with um with this. I'll tell you a story in a second. Um, Love story time. It's not really a long story, but um, let's have a look. 2007 AFL draft. That's trades. I don't care about trades. That's that. Okay. So, who did we pick up that year? We got Myers at pick six. Tate Pairs at 23. And there was big raps on Tate Pairs when he got drafted. He got so unlucky with injuries, Tate Pairs. Yeah. Darcy Danaher at 39. And Kale Hooker. So that year, that year was just like the year for workhorses, right? Like David Myers, um, well, David Myers, Kale Hooker, just like quality people. Well, the thing is that um, that year, I was very excited about David Myers because he was a big midfielder at the time. Mm. Um, and Tate Pears looked like the goods. And I remember when we drafted Kale Hooker, you know how Essendon always put out these articles. These are the players we drafted. And every year there's like um, players that are just never going to play a game. And I remember seeing Kale Hooker's profile and I'm oh. like, that's the one from that draft that will ju- he'll never play. Oh my God. Them. When you see photos of him when he first got drafted, it's like, who even are you? He just looks yeah. like a scrawny little kid, doesn't he? Yeah, well, and so I distinctly remember, I'm like, yeah, Kale Hooker, yeah, that's that's the one from this draft that's never going to play. Uh, what about Darcy Danaher? I forgot he even existed. Mm, he, yeah, he got crueled by injury as well. But, yeah, it was quite funny. that, And he ends up being the one who has the most distinguished career of all of them. Um, and it's it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to watch. Absolutely. And actually, let's not forget Paddy Ambrose and his retirement as well. Do you know, I, I don't feel as sad for Paddy Ambrose because he got the absolute most out of his career. The only yeah. thing, maybe 12 more games to get him to 100, but that, like, you cannot be dissatisfied with that career if you're Paddy Ambrose. It's different he just from got a, so I, unlucky with injury, didn't he? But where he came from, just the fact that he came from um, playing amateurs football and into, um, into the AFL system, he actually just got the most out of his talent by a long way. Whereas someone like Hooker, I think probably is of the quality and the ilk that deserved a premiership. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Paddy Ambrose, both of them, you know, obviously ultimate professionals doing the team thing, but Paddy Ambrose is just like, I feel like he's, he's the average Joe that got to play AFL football. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he got there out of effort. There was no, there was no frills. There was no. He was just. He was just a hard worker. The, the fact that he made it 
is enough. You know, that's yeah. that's a big success for Paddy yeah. Ambrose. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, and it looks like probably Zaka will go as well. And, I just and- can't. I'm just going to crawl into a little cave and just stay there for a little while, cry mm. my eyes out. And, um, yeah, oh, I hate when my favourites start retiring. Mm, mm. But, um, look, overall, um, quite a quite a solid, easy win for us in the end. Yeah, what, it was. What was the score in the end? We're up by about six goals. Um, I don't know, but I can six, get it up. Six or seven. Uh, 38 points. So, there best part of seven goals. Yeah. Um, well, uh, really closer to six, but anyway. Yeah, we should, we should touch on. Um, really happy with the forward entries. Really happy with our composure and our ability to change the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. So, really pleased with that. Um, really content with the how solid our defense is yeah. um, as a back six uh, wrapped that we got no injuries, injuries to come out of the game. Mm, what so happened to overall, Perkins? What was the go with that? I know he finished, um, but let's see, let's see if there's anything in the news, but um, he must've just got a corky. It looked like a corky. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. It's not being listed as an injury on, on the match report. So, uh, I think it must have been a corky. Oh, okay. But yeah, you can't really complain when you kick 16 goals, Wright gets four, Waterman gets four, Stringer, Smith and Redmond, two each, and then singles to Perkins and Snelling. You win pretty... All, all the stats that matter, you win, mm. um, and you cruise to a really comfortable victory. When you could be forgiven for taking the foot off the pedal, to be honest, with, yeah. with your finals assured. Yeah. Um, that's something that maybe the Essendon of old might have done. They might have come out with it with a crappy performance. But yeah. That was just a really professional four quarter performance that is a great lead in to our first final. Yeah. Um, Def- I agree, yeah. I um yeah. I I just would have probably liked a little bit more intensity in the second half, but otherwise they were very solid and you can't really blame them for dropping off the intensity when the game was I wouldn't say the game was won, but there was not really much reason to keep pushing. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I agree. The, the, the drop of intensity was probably my one dislike for the whole game. Yeah. Was that in the third quarter when we dropped off for about five minutes or so? Yeah. But having said that, able to wrestle the the momentum back and kick a few goals and, and bring the lead out again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it was solid. I was happy. Um, at no point were you concerned that they were going to lose. Like, just a comfortable day at the office. Mm. 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 So why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, we'll look ahead to our first final in two years, uh, Essendon and the Bulldogs. So before the break, we were talking about that nice match practice that we had leading into the last game of the first round of the finals. Sunday afternoon, 3.20 in Tasmania. So it's going to be a home crowd for us because the Bulldogs don't really have that many fans in Melbourne, let alone interstate. Um, Are they having crowds in Tassie? Are crowds allowed? That's why it's in Tassie because oh, they can radio. have crowds. Yep. Yeah, cool. So... 
uh, exciting. We had a good win in Tassie earlier this year against the Hawks. So we did. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Mm. I think so. This is our this is our pet time slot now. Three twenty on a Sunday. Yeah, we've had what this will be like the fourth one in a row. I think third or fourth. Yeah. One. So I wonder if whoever wins this semi final or this uh, elimination final, I wonder whether their game. Potentially, our game will be on the Saturday or the Sunday. I think surely they'd play them both on this either Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. or I, yeah, I think they'll either play yeah um, Friday night, Saturday night, or both on Saturday. You you couldn't yeah, yeah. they because wouldn't do we, a Sunday. When we look at the uh, the finals predictor, let me bring that up. Uh, Our next opponent is the the following fight opponent will be the loser of Brisbane and Melbourne. And let's be honest, it's likely going to be Bulldogs playing them. But anyway, uh, they are playing Saturday night, so I imagine that our game will then go into a Saturday game. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right so. because they've scheduled it so that so Port Adelaide Geelong uh, Friday night. Uh, Sydney GWS Saturday. So what that means is that the the top ranked team not only gets the home final but it gets the extra day preparation. Yes. For their opponent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we'll play Sunday. Well, us or the Bulldogs will play Sunday into Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then from there we swap to the other side of the draw. So they'll they'll play the winner of Geelong Port Adelaide. Right in the prelim. In the prelim, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, let's, let's talk just... about the, the Bulldogs. So I feel, um, I won't say confident, but I'm not like going into this game thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to get smashed. So we beat them a couple of weeks ago and mm. they have lost, was it three in a row or four yes. in a row? Three in a row in the back half of the season to drop out of the top four. So it's it's going to go one of two ways. Like either they're on a downhill slide and we're getting them at the right time or they're going to want vengeance from a few weeks back when we beat them. Well, they, they started really strongly against Port. They were up by uh, 20 points, 19 points. At half time, but really, Port Adelaide only kicked one goal to half time, and the Bulldogs were a little bit wasteful. They probably should have had a bigger lead, mm. um, and then they really let them back into the game in the third quarter. Like the Bulldogs kicked four goals, but Port kicked five, and then the Bulldogs only kicked one for the rest of the game. So they should have really put this game to bed, and they let Port hang around and hang around and. Um, finally, they dropped the game right at the death. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is concerning, right? Because I, I think the Bulldogs are probably the... They've lost their control of the midfield. And the problem with the Bulldogs is they don't have a great forward line and they don't have a great defence. What was really keeping them afloat was the quality of their midfield. Yeah. And they've lost that momentum in the midfield. And... Most other teams inside the eight have 
better forward lines than they have defense and better defense than they have forward lines. Well, that's exactly what the commentators were saying today when they were sort of talking about the Essendon and Bulldogs game was that, yeah, Essendon's forward line and defense essentially have the Bulldogs covered and it's going to be the midfield where the game is won and lost. Mm. And I I have confidence in Parrish and Merritt and Draper. Absolutely. Think, and Shields and- back in there. That's right. McGrath had a much better game mm. today. Sheila and McGrath weren't there last time. That's right. Um, so it's... We're missing Langford. Or mm. was he injured that week as well? Uh, no, he didn't play. He didn't play. Right. Clark so, played. Yeah. So, but it's tough. The Bulldogs have been in the top two all season. And for them to drop the last three, I just can't see them dropping four. But... yeah. But stranger things have happened. Look, I, I I do think it's highly likely that we're going to lose. But you got a dream, right? So let's talk let's talk changes. Who comes in, who goes out, etc., etc., etc. Um, well, are we talking what we want to happen or what we think should happen? Because I one hundred percent want Kale Hooker in um for Francis. Mm. But aside from my Heart talking. Um, who's available? We have got, I think Langford's still a week away. Um, yeah. Actually, there was an article on the front page of the AFL website. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, as many as five players that didn't play against the Magpies on Sunday were in the mix. Uh Hooker impressed while playing a scratch match against Graydon Western Sydney Reserves. Oh, that's, uh, Jai that's Caldwell. promising. So Hooker, Caldwell and Waller all played. So I I don't think that Caldwell comes in. Um, I think that he's been out of the team for so long that it's going to take him time to find his feet. So I feel like it's... Um, more of a liability than anything else. Well, not a liability. That's probably not fair, but I, I don't think he's the right person to bring in. Um, Waller, I mean, a fit Waller, you want him in the team, don't you? You do. You do. I, I Honestly, I think it'd be very hard to make any changes unless there's match-up specific changes. So... Um, and they're tactical changes, but I don't think anybody who's played the last two or three games deserves to be dropped. Yes. Um, I, I don't think Waller even on form breaks back into the team. I, um, I don't think on recent form he warrants Guelphie being dropped. No, I don't think so. No, no, not even that. I think Waller at his best is very good, but I think um, I don't think it's fair to drop anyone. I don't think it's fair to drop Francis. Um Unless there's matchup specific. So unless we want to exploit their lack of height in defense and they want to bring in Kale Hooker as a 200 centimeter player for mm. a specific reason to, um, if we look at their team, I don't know the heights of their players, but I know they're a bit stretched for tall defenders. So um, if that's a specific matchup that you want to do, then the, the other potential is to try and really stretch them with height and, as unfair it would, as it would be, drop a waterman for an extra tall in hooker. That um, 
that potentially is something that they could do. Yeah. But but really, was so good. And really on form, let's be honest, Kale Hooker doesn't come in over anyone that's been playing. Even even no. Francis has been playing really well. He's been getting to the ball and he certainly hasn't had a bad game. So um, my heart wants Hooker in. Yes. Uh, my head says no changes, to be honest. I agree with you. I think, I don't think, I don't see how you can change the side. Mm. I I think Caldwell would be a very handy addition, but he's been out of the team for so long that they're starting to get some chemistry again Agreed. through the midfield. Agreed. And I don't know. Well, they do train together, but I, yeah, I don't know. Well, especially, especially given that like McGrath and um, Shield have both come back in recently from extended absences and they're finding their feet again. And you can see they're gelling quite well. And I, I don't think adding a Caldwell in would be a smart move. Mm, yeah. I th- I think if this was a standard non-finals game and Caldwell was ready, I think you bring him in because he, he adds some more uh, grunt around the football, which is where mm-hmm. the Bulldogs' real strength is. And, and Caldwell at his best is certainly now best 22 and probably now starting midfield. I think he's a really good player. But um, I don't know that anyone deserves to be dropped, and I don't. And, and I think our team is humming along so nicely that you'd be silly to mess with it. I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm, mm. Except for Hooker, Hooker needs to come in because my heart wants him to come in. But yeah, we you all... know, let, let's be smart football people and say no changes because I think that's the the right thing to do. Mm, mm, that's right. That's right. So where do we win this game? Um, in the midfield, mm. I think if we can win it in the midfield, our defense and our forwards have have the bulldogs covered. I think we need mm. to be solid in the midfield, and and we need Darcy Parish to um be better than the Bond, basically. Mm. No, I agree. I think this comes down to the midfield battle. I think our defense is better than their forward line, and I think our forward line is better than their defense. Um, if we can get on top in the middle, well, whichever team gets on top in the middle is going to win. If, yeah, if exactly. Bulldogs, Agree. If the Bulldogs recapture their form of getting um, really good and easy movement um, and get quality ball movement into their forward line, and it's going to be really hard to stop. If we can match them in the midfield, then I think we get on top. Yep. Agree. 100%. And I think we end the drought. Um, do, you, do you think we win? Well, um, what do you think about the weather? What does your weather? head say? Uh, my head says 50-50. Mm. My head says 50-50. Um, it's, it's predicted to be raining, mm. which I don't think goes in our favour. Um, and was and it doesn't go in Kyle Hooker's favour either. It definitely doesn't. And apparently the Bulldogs play good wet weather footy. Mm. Is this from Buckets, is it? This is from Buckets, friend of the show. Luke Seacom. Um, so that's what he was telling me. I don't really know. I don't watch enough other teams to know what happens, but I know that the Bombers don't play particularly good wet weather footy or they haven't in the past. Well, we didn't against Brisbane earlier this year, but that was a long time. That was ago. like a, a ter- like tropical storm. Mm, mm. So look, my, my head says 
I can't see the Bulldogs losing four in a row after being top of the ladder for, you know, 21 of 23 weeks. And to be honest, having said that, if I desperately want to win because I want to break the hoodoo. But mm. I'm already so satisfied and content with the year that we've had that I'm not that fussed if we don't win. But I definitely will be yelling and screaming at the TV, hoping that we do. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I'm actually so happy that we made the finals and didn't just, like, limp over the line. Like, we built some good momentum in the second half of the season. And um, I, like win, lose, or draw. Well, it's not, well, it won't be a draw, but win or lose, I'm really happy with this season. However, I just want them to win because I'm so sick of that talk of, oh, Essendon hasn't won a final since 2004. And I think it's really unfair to continue, like this team is a different team. And I feel like that kind of chat is just really unfair because of where they've come from last year to making it into the finals now when people thought that they were going to be in the bottom half of the bottom eight. Mm. You know, I, I think that kind of chat is unfair. So I really want them to win for that reason. But you know what? Like they've made it into the finals and I'm happy with that as an mm. Essendon supporter. I don't think anyone would be wanting to play Essendon or the Giants for that matter in the first week of finals. Why I, do you say that? I think if you look at if you look at the form sides in the competition, um, Port Adelaide have won the last five. Geelong have lost two in the last five. Brisbane have lost one of the last five. Um, Essendon's Essendon GWS um, are. Port Adelaide have the best form or, or current form of the finalists, the top eight. Yeah. And, and we're coming into really good form. We're playing – we the last three weeks have been our best footy of yeah. the year, which yeah. is a really exciting thing to see. Normally, we drop off. We normally start well, or in recent years, we've started well and dropped off. And for us to have our final three or four weeks be our best three or four weeks is really exciting. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, it's going to be interesting to see. Win, lose, or draw. We'll be here after the game next week. Yep, we will. Definitely mm. will. Follow us on our Instagram. Give us a five-star review. Give us a like. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. That's it. Find us. Follow us. Give us your feedback and reviews. Um, share it with your friends. Tell your family. Get everybody on board the Don Father. And until next time. Go Bombers. Go Dons.